With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Amen and praise the Lord. Uh, welcome to Power and Glory Morning and especially we do apologize uh, for being behind this morning or getting on here. But we do thank God for allowing us to be able to come together uh, for intercessory prayer. Again, we are power. This is Power and Glory Morning Intercession, and we are True Life Ministries under the leadership of our pastor, Elder Gregory Hughes. Amen. Uh, we do welcome you anytime that you're in our area, East Point, Canton, Georgia. Come on and join us and, and praise the Lord with us. You know, you're always at home. Amen. You can stop by our website, True Life Ministries, inc.org. That's True Life Ministries, inc.org, or visit us on Facebook at True Life Ministries, Inc. Amen. You'll find out who we are. Uh, you'll find out what we're doing, but most importantly, you'll definitely know, find out who we are. Amen. And with all of that said, good morning, Dr. Arrington. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And good morning and welcome to Naomi's Word. As the assignment has been given, we are delighted to be here to bring to you, our listeners, words of knowledge that will inspire, encourage, educate, motivate, and to help guide you in wisdom and in all truth. It is our goal through these messages given through the character of Naomi and through the sincere and fervent prayer of our moderator, Elder Angelia Graffenreed, to give to you understanding not only about who you are, whose you are, what you possess, why you are here, but also of how to navigate in and through this life as a believing believer in Christ and as a child of the Most High God. As we know here at Naomi's Word, God will provide in word and in deed. To this program assignment, we say yes and amen. We will continue to press forward, trusting God all the way. Amen. Jeremiah 29.11 reminds us that, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, not for a disaster, for, but to give you a future and a hope. It is in your now time that he reveals himself to you, the believer, and the plans that he has for you. What God has placed in our hearts, minds, and souls we, as his children, are to use as stepping stones toward the predestined and preordained path that he has chosen for us. He then tells and reminds us in his word that we are to apply our now faith and to believe what he has said to us concerning his plans for our lives. It is in this process that we must continue to walk by faith as we face our way through this journey called purpose and destiny for our lives. Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process, and your participation is required. In your own life, just show up. After all, we know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He showed up for you, and he showed up for me. Amen. As you prepare to hear today's message as a reminder, Always and daily, put on the most offensive weapons of choice available to the believer. The whole armor of God, it is found in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Also, remember to ask the Holy Spirit to give to you his word according to what God has already said concerning your life. When you do speak his word and his promises and not just your own, his life for you through your willing obedience will come to pass. As you study to show yourself approved, speak and meditate on these and any other scriptures that may come to heart and to your remembrance as often as you need to. Know and understand that we are not alone in our doings. 
as believers in the body of Christ, know that God is for us and with us always. His answers and responses to his word, he pro- in his answers and responses to his word, he promised in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. With that said, let's begin. Our continuing title is God wants, our, wants your focus back on him. Our topic for today is a continued topic. This is the Christ in me. God is ready for his children to come to themselves. Part 5. Scripture is Luke five seventeen through 20. And it says, But when he finally came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough food while I am dying here of hunger? I will go up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Amen. And with that said, let's begin. As I had told you previously, this message is part five of God is ready for his children to come to themselves. In preparing for this message, uh, I had stated a little while back, I was reminded of a statement that I had heard uh, from a man of God, and he spoke the, this thought. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you hear something, you need to go write that down, write the vision down, and come back to it. God will give you the remembrance of what he told you to do that for. So sometimes our tests and trials are so that the Lord can bring us to the end of ourselves. I had to stop what I was doing to go and write the thought down. All I can say to this statement was, wow. Each day that we are here brings about new opportunities for the believer to understand who he or she is in him. He desires that you allow him to manifest himself into and through you to give you clarity and understanding on how to live this Christian life. Only you can do and be you. You must desire in your heart to do and be in his perfect will for your life. As a chosen vessel, you are unique, whole, and complete, but only in him. Let's face it, you are the man in your own mirror. Know and understand that your life can only come together within the plans that God already has established for you and when you are able to hear him. One of the keys to coming to oneself is resolving as many life of life issues if and whenever you can. Let the Holy Spirit direct you as to how. Understand that doubt, especially in yourself, is an issue. Once again, this is a part of our coming back to ourselves by removing from our mind, spirit, and soul stuff that should never have been there in the first place. As we make these steps, we are clearing the way for God to move in our lives. Also, know and understand that the Christ in you is that the Christ that is in you is the precious Holy Spirit of promise. With that, I would like to share the following with you. It's called the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christian people often often put their faith and put their hope in things they expect God to do. This is not necessarily wrong, for God does promise many things and does tell us to ask. Yet, when everything is said and done, all of the things of God are found in Christ. God simply says, Christ in you, who is your hope of glory. That's found in Colossians 1.27. God doesn't want to give us things to the exclusion of Christ. Rather, he gives us Christ in whom are all things. Seek first Christ and you will become rightly related to God in such a way that you will be safe to receive those things which serve God's purpose for you. Much of the Christian life is a matter of God reducing us through the work of the cross so that we can simply receive what he has in Christ on solely uh, on solely on the basis of grace, not through our works, or through our working, or through our striving, 
but solely on the basis and the finished work of the person of Jesus Christ. And as you know, we just completed our Resurrection Sunday. It is a most ironic thing that God's promises have always been there. It is simply a matter of God reducing us to the place where we can enter and take possession solely on the basis of his son. God makes it very simple and clear, perhaps so simple and clear that we miss it. He tells us outright what is the hope of the, of the Christian, the Christ in us. Not hope in a Christ off in heaven somewhere, not merely hope in Christ who will, be, will come back someday, although he will come back, but no, the hope of the Christian is Christ in us now, Christ in us who is our hope of glory. We speak much of what Christ has done for us, and rightly so, for his finished work is the basis of all redemption. But Christ is not merely an historical figure who did a historical work for us. He is a living Lord and Savior who lives in us right now. Thus, our faith, while resting upon what he has done historically, must just have importantly rest upon who he is today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what is Christ today? Paul says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1, 28 through 31, I'll read a portion of that. It says, so that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God, but it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation and righteousness, making us acceptable to God, and sanctification, making us holy, setting us apart for God, and redemption, providing our ransom from the penalty of sin. So then, as it is written in Scripture, he who boasts and glorifies, let him boast in glory in the Lord. Jesus Christ accomplished all of these things for us and made all of these things possible for us. But God's revelation goes much further. Jesus Christ is presently all of these realities in us. Note and implications. We have no righteousness of our own. Christ is our righteousness. That is, God has not only imputed to us the righteousness of Christ, but God has imparted to us Christ himself. Christ in us is the only righteousness we have. Likewise, Christ is our sanctification. That is, God is not making us into a wonderful specimen, but is crucifying us to the way of the way so that Christ, who is in us, might be seen through us. It is a fact that Christ seen in us is the only sanctification God desires. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 13 says, But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way, hedged in but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding our way out, but not driven to despair hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone, struck down, but never destroyed, always carrying around in the body of the dying of Jesus so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown in our body. For we who live and are constantly experiencing the threat of being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be event evidenced in our mortal body, which is subject to death. So, physical death is actively at work in us, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had, who wrote the scripture. I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Christ himself in us is likewise our redemption. Have Christians realized that God has not given us a thing called has given us a thing called salvation or done a thing to us called redemption or merely given us things? No. God has given us Christ, 
in whom are all things. God says through Paul, Christ who is our life, found in Colossians 3, 4, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ in us is our salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. No wonder Paul calls this a mystery. A mystery in the New Testament is not a hidden truth. It is a truth that is presently revealed, but can only be revealed by God. It cannot be reasoned out. Christ in us is not the product of human imagination, a religion to follow, or merely a doctrinal doctrinal fact. Christ in us is Christianity itself. Christ in us is the basis of everything. All that God is doing starts with Christ in individuals, and then by extension, Christ in his body. This is truth that has a present impact upon the lives of those born from above. For example, Paul the Apostle knew that Jesus Christ was crucified for him. Yet on the basis of that finished work of Christ, Paul was able to say, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Paul is referring to more than the historical work of Christ. He is talking about the present impact of Christ in us. How many of us know about this kind of Christianity? Yet it is all through the New Testament. Christ in us is the very definition of Christianity. Christ in us is the hope of glory. He is the hope of eternity for those who are born from above. We are one with him through his spirit. And we, and what we call Christian growth is nothing more than impact of Christ in us upon every aspect of our lives. Christian growth is not us being made like Christ. Rather, Christian growth is us being crucified out of the way in order that Christ might be seen in us. The Christ in us constitutes all that God has. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, pseudo-intellectual babble, according to the tradition and musings of mere men. Following the elementary principles of this world rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity, the Godhead dwells in bodily form, completely expressing the divine essence of God. And in him you have made com- and in him you have been made complete, achieving spiritual stature through Christ, and he is the head over all rule and authority of every angelic and earthly power, for you are complete in him. Thus, despite the fact that Christian growth is a process that takes a lifetime and more, it does not happen all at once. We do receive Christ all at once, and in him are all things. If you have Christ in you, you have everything that God has to give you. From that point, it is a matter of learning Christ and a matter of coming to manifest him. But this is not a matter of us becoming strong. It is a matter of us becoming weak and out of sight so that Christ may be seen. Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come in a way that can be observed with the eyes. Behold, the kingdom of God is in you. Well, the kingdom of God is Jesus Christ as Lord. The kingdom is constituted because of, is constituted because of the king. Christ in us is the core of the kingdom of God. This is why God is able to say, Seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness, and you first seek you first his present rule and lordship of Christ in your in you now, and all things will be added. If we seek first Christ, then all things that are in him, both temporal and spiritual, can be added to us. It only stands to reason that if we seek first the rule of Christ in us that we will become rightly related to God and thus able to receive his will for our lives. 
within the context of Jesus Christ as our personal Lord. Again, God has wrapped up all things in Christ. By his spirit, he wants to make Christ real to us and in and through us and to his glory. As Christian people, we sometimes err by putting our faith in our own works or upon temporal things or in other people. Often we pray and try to walk with God who seems distant or difficult to reach, or we try to convince God to meet us on the basis of our own working. But all of these issues are resolved once we realize that the very definition and core of Christianity is Christ in us. Right now, he is our hope of glory, and he is in us, that is, one with us through the Spirit of God, and that's the Holy Spirit. This is our hope of for the future, but is a present truth. Christ has not merely given us life. Christ is your life. And since all of this is the product of his complete victory over death, there is nothing that can undo what God has finished in his Son. When the only begotten Son of God became a man, he became the God-man. He made it possible for human beings to become one with God. Just as the Son of God took up residence in the womb of Mary, so through the new birth he takes us residence in those who relinquish their old life to him. What does it mean to be born from above? It means to receive a life from the outside of you, into you, that is not of the world below. It is life, a person from above. In him is life. It means you receive a person whose very presence in us, who constitutes our entire hope, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We need not look unto anyone else or to anything else to find this hope. Christ in us is that very present hope. Amen. Many of us are still wrestling with God because we have not yet come to the knowledge that the wrestling match that we are in is personal and totally between us and God individually. To continually wrestling with yourself, God is wrestling With self, God is a result of our not coming to terms. Continuing to wrestle, you're still not coming to terms. Dying to oneself, coming to our right minds about just who we are, really are, and what we possess in Christ, or accepting the call that God has ordained, made over our lives. Folks, the wrestling match is a one-on-one bout with God and no one else. It's because we have not, again, accepted nor submitted to his authority and direction over and through our lives. Jacob wrestled with God until God showed him just who God is. The biggest obstacle that the believer faces is not who he or she thinks they are, but in their not knowing who God has told them who they are in Christ Jesus or what they have been called to do here on this earth. Next to heaven, the greatest meeting that you will ever have is when you really meet God through a relationship with him as you continue to press to find him. God knows who you are, and he knows where you are. The more you truly press, wrestle, to receive and to know him, understand that when you get there, he has his blessings waiting for you. Until you allow yourself to come to terms with the fact that God is, you will continue to wrestle with yourself about yourself and with others because you don't know who you really are or why you are here, and neither do they. Don't make the mistake of taking too long to come to terms with who God is in and to to you or who you are to God. Time in knowing is of the essence. Your knowing will make all the difference in heaven and in earth once God has affirmed and confirmed you. Let God reveal to you just who you really are. Once the Holy Spirit has made you aware of this most valuable knowledge, 
and you can say for yourself who God has called you to be and are assured and confident of this truth by saying who you are and who God is in his identification, who he called you to be. There is always his peace in knowing. God's way of helping us to trust him and rid ourselves of anxieties is through our fervent prayer to him. It is through prayer that we find true peace, God's kind of peace that transcends all understanding. We need to pray in order to avoid falling into temptation, and the Lord Jesus Christ commanded it. Matthew 26:41 says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once again, you must pray and pray believing that he is, that he can, and if it is in his will for your life, know that he will do it. As we continue to come to new and greater insights about our relationship with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, as a reminder, begin now to write down what you think God is saying to you today. His word says to write the vision down and to make it plain. Always keep your own personal journey journal close to you so that you can write the vision down. You must know for yourselves as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, give to you, manifest a new thing into your life. It is not new to the Holy Spirit. It is only new to your revealed memory. Remember, a desire to change begins with a need to change. The Holy Spirit is the change agent of your reality. He is the Christ in you, and he is waiting on you. Do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference? If so, then you must reimagine your possibilities. Each believer possesses his own package, gifts to offer to this world. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal yours to you. As it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues is in this life is found in Romans 10, 9, and 10. After we have confessed our sins and believe in our hearts, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as to be filled full of the Holy Spirit, and then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as a representative of Christ Jesus and as one with the heart of thanksgiving and with an attitude of gratitude. When you willfully choose to accept change and correction in your life, you are also choosing to grow forward and to keep on pressing. In other words, to keep it moving and moving forward, pressing towards the mark. You must understand that making no decision is still making a decision. You are accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. You must choose to grow. Personally, I have chosen to change. Therefore, I have chosen to grow while yet becoming. I must become the me that God called forward. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your new day, remember that this is your time. Manage it well. Be grateful to God for the generous deposits that he has made in and for your life. Pray often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. When you show up on his behalf, he will show up and show out for and through you. Trust in him and watch him do you good. Pursue opportunities to encourage and be an inspiration to others that are around you and in your presence. Also, don't forget to encourage yourself. Be authentic. Give great value to the people that God has placed in your life. He put them there to help you to become. Also, never cease to give and apply value to yourself. Always know that the blood of Jesus is speaking better things concerning you. The blood of Jesus is speaking new levels in your life. The blood of Jesus is speaking new dreams in your life. The blood of Jesus is speaking new beginnings in your life. The blood of Jesus is speaking new opportunities in your life. Lift your hand. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. As a believer in the body of Christ, you must know for yourself 
that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Naomi's Word. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today. Do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus has provided, loves, and cares for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and replaced it with his gift of love, joy, peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it because of the sacrifice that he made for you and for me. God, he is the greatest gift giver of all. You must know for yourself that he is. As a reminder, just as much as our God is keeping and protecting you, just look around you. Listen and see that there are others who are hurting or are in need. Pray and ask God what you can do to help. Store up these treasures of your giving in him. Never question the results of your love of God. Be the favor that God is sending to bless his people by paying it forward. You will be rewarded by him for your gifts and actions of love. Amen. I know in my heart and in my mind that Jesus is enough for me. How about you? Won't he do it? Know that you are loved and that you are simply amazing. Jesus loves you. He called you a friend, and so do I. Make every day, every minute of your great day, make it a great day. After all, you can have whatsoever you say. Have a happy, thankful Thursday, a fantastic day, and a fabulous week. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Uh, we thank Dr. Arrington uh, for that word. And truly, God is faithful uh, and, and keeping her moving, keeping her going, amen, keeping her blessing us indeed. Amen. This, uh, uh, this morning, we're going to go ahead and start our prayer. Move a little bit. Got some her grandson here, amen. And so I do thank God for him. And uh, I pray that the Lord touches little body, amen, touches little body. And open up his little head on this morning, amen, amen, and amen, because God is truly a healer. There are a lot of people out here seeking and searching um, God for healing, amen, but if God doesn't heal, he definitely, he has the power to sustain, amen, he has the power to, to, to cause you to go on as if there's absolutely nothing wrong with you whatsoever, amen, so you got to Keep on believing and keep on trusting him. Amen. He is still God. Uh, beside him there is none other. He makes no mistake. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, O oh God, for being that God in our life. We thank you, we thank you, God, for being the God in our life, O oh God. You are the God who is above all others, all others, O oh God, the living, moving, breathing, once living, moving. Breathing God's in the lives of people, those things, oh God, that could never live, move, and breathe, but just were wood and stone, oh God. You are none of those things, oh God, but you are the true and the living God. Oh, you are the mighty God. You are the powerful God. You are our God. And beside you, oh Lord, there is none other. There's no one greater in the earth. There's no one greater. There's no nothing created. Realizing all things were created by you, there's nothing created that is greater than you. And for that, oh God, we thank you. We even thank you, God, for our very existence, for allowing us, oh God, uh, to be part of the creation. God, we thank you for allowing us, oh God, to be part of the plan, whatever it is that you designed us to do in this life, whatever it is you designed us to be in this life, God, you wrote us in, and you have a plan for each and every one of us. God, our path and our journey, each and every one of us, God, we thank you for it. Hallelujah, Lord God. There's no one greater than you. Hallelujah. And so I also, God, come back and I pray for those 
with infirmities, O God, in the name of Jesus. Those, O God, who have illnesses that have bad prognosis, O God, Hallelujah. We, we thank you, O oh God, that you have you, you can go to wherever they are, O oh God, and you can stretch out over them wherever they are, O oh God. Hallelujah. You can be around, O oh God, just your presence and just your spirit around them, O oh God, can bring a healing. God, from wherever you are, you can speak it, O oh God, and speak that healing, God, because you, you know the journey that you have planned for them. We thank you that you are that powerful God that can heal. And so we thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. With allergy season coming, oh God, a lot of people are suffering. God, touch their bodies now in the name of Jesus and allow the blood in their body, oh God, the water in their body. God, everything in their body is supposed to, to do what it does, to carry everything where it's supposed to go, to cause everything in their body to flow not uh, and not cause inflammation, oh God, and, and, and everything that they may inhale, oh God. We thank you right now that you would block those allergens, oh God, hallelujah, and allow them, oh God, to have a, a free and clear allergy season, oh God, that their eyes are not swollen and their throats are not swollen and irritated and their noses are not swollen and irritated, oh God. But we thank you that you can do it, oh God. You can touch even that minor little thing. Somebody else might look and say, that's not life-threatening, but it's a serious matter when you can't breathe, oh God. So we thank you that you allow them to breathe freely. We thank you, God that you minimize and, and, and cut back that swelling, oh, God, hallelujah, that they don't suffer this allergy season, oh, God. We give you glory for it in the name of Jesus, for we realize that even the pollen in the earth serves a purpose, oh, God. Hallelujah, it is how you populate the earth, oh, God, with plants, oh, God. Hallelujah, it is what you use, oh, God, hallelujah. So even that we might eat, that even that we would be shaded, God, Hallelujah. Everything has a purpose. Hallelujah. But we thank you that you're with us, oh God. Even in, 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 in the setting of that, oh God, that, that thing which has one purpose, hallelujah, doesn't call the suffering of another. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah for each and every person, oh God that is on this line or that is listening to this line, God, we thank you that whomever they bring to mind that has illness or infirmity, God, we pray right now that you would go to wherever that person is, God, and touch their body, God, and bring that divine healing in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit flow from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, that they not only be healed but filled with you, O God. Hallelujah, God. Let them feel a peace that surpasses all understanding to keep their hearts and their minds. Right now, God, I pray for those, oh, God, who have lost loved ones, oh, God. Hallelujah, that you have called them on, oh, God, to another place. Hallelujah, we pray for them, God, because behind they are left with the grief, behind they are left to suffer, oh, God, with a broken heart. So, God, we thank you right now that you become that grief counselor for them, oh, God that you begin to minister to them, oh God, where they are, children and, and families, wives and husbands, oh God, and, and, and mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers, oh God, and other loved ones and friends that they have left behind to carry on a memory of who they once were, oh God. God, you have the ability to wrap your loving arms around them. So, God, we thank you that you will wrap your arms around them in the name of Jesus and bring peace right now in their spirit, to bring peace in their minds, to bring peace to their broken heart, oh God. We thank you for it. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for it, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Right now I pray, oh God, even as we, oh God, are going through this thing called life's journey, Hallelujah, God, that you keep us on the narrow path, oh God. We thank you for keeping us there. Those, oh God, hallelujah, who don't know the way, we thank you that you're guiding them there, oh God. Hallelujah, but oh Lord God, don't let us slip. Don't let us miss the mark, hallelujah, for 
In these days, oh God, oh God, the word of God says, in the last days, oh God, even the very elect shall be fooled. And we thank you, oh God, that we not be fooled, oh God, but that we remain in you with the knowledge of you, with the understanding of you and who you are and what you are, oh God, that we realize that we are not in the wrong faith, we're not believing in the wrong God, that we're not believing in the wrong thing and we're not doing the wrong thing, oh God. But we thank you that we're doing the right thing. We're serving the right God. We know the right God. We know the God, the God of our salvation. We know the God, the God of all creation, oh God. We thank you that you hold us there, God, in the palm of your hand. Hallelujah, and you keep us. We are safe from all hurt, harm, and danger because we are in you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And no matter how much things seem to hurt, God, nothing can truly hurt us, oh God. Nothing can truly harm us, oh God, because you have us shielded and you have us protected. God, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. What a loving God you are, that you care about the smallest, what a loving God you are that you don't ever forget in spite of the billions that are in the earth. God, you never forget about Angela, God. You never forget about Anita, God. You never forget about each and every person that you have created. You never forget, oh, God. You always remember what you have created. Hallelujah. You always remember. God, that's a show of your love. Hallelujah. And so we thank you for that unconditional love. Even when we did not choose you, and even when people do not choose you, God, you're still loving and you're still faithful to the end. You never stop calling them to you, God. You never stop loving on them anyway. That's an attest to the loving God that you are, to the faithful God that you are. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah right now, God. God, I lift up our pastor and our ministry before you. God, I thank you now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah that you set, up, you set them both in place, oh God. You created the pastor, oh God, and gave him the vision, oh God, of a true life ministry. Hallelujah. And so we thank you, oh God, just for the creation and that which was created, oh God. We thank you that you keep us around and you keep us protected, oh God. But moreover, God, that you would be the light, hallelujah, that shines, oh God, in us and through us, oh God, that others may see, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that true life ministries be a light, oh God, hallelujah, because you're in it, oh God, because you're there, God. Your presence is there. Your spirit is there. Your anointing is there. But moreover, oh God, you've spoken it into existence and you caused it to be so, oh God. Hallelujah. Let us be a light for the world to see. With all of our individual lights, God, we come together to make a beacon, oh God. Hallelujah. That can blind, hallelujah. Blind our all darkness, oh God. We thank you now. We are the light. Hallelujah, God. We are the light because you are the light that shines within us. Hallelujah, God. And touch our pastor's body, God, from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Oh, God, hallelujah. Let your spirit reign and rest and rule right there in the name of Jesus. That he will feel your presence and natural things, oh, God, hallelujah, that, that, that are designed, oh, God, to distract and designed to frustrate, oh, God. Whatever it is that is contrary to you, oh, God, that you realize has been designed to throw a wrench at his name. Hallelujah, oh God, to throw a wrench in his moment, oh God, whatever that may be. God, we thank you right now, God, that you would cause the interference, oh God, that you block and you protect in the name of Jesus, and that his days, hallelujah, are smooth and easy, oh God, and that that which he puts his hand to do, oh God, is fruitful in the name of Jesus. Even touch his loved ones, oh God, and let them, oh God, experience you in the moment of the day. Hallelujah. God, in the moment of time, hallelujah, not just on Sunday morning, 
not just on Tuesday Bible study, but God, you touch their body in the name of Jesus and cause them to feel you at any given moment. Oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we feel with your presence, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, oh Lord God. And whatever it is that is coming their way, oh God, whatever it is designed for them, hallelujah, to cause distraction, to cause aggravation, to cause frustration. God, we thank you now in the name of Jesus that you have them too hedged in and protected in the name of Jesus, even their health, oh God. Hallelujah, that you would touch their bodies, oh God. Hallelujah. And whatever needs to be corrected, oh God, you have the ability to correct correct it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that needs to be healed, oh God, you heal it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, oh God. And we thank you for peace that passes all understanding to keep their hearts and their minds through you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's no one like you. In all the earth, there's no one like you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, we give you glory, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I encourage you, go forth. This day, well, now it's already dominated, but we encourage you to encourage someone else to do the same in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.